Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. NDC is committed to ensuring that we retain this seat for the Chiquisim in the interest of the people of Asinot. Thank you very much, Mustafa Bandi. Uh, he's a deputy general secretary of the ndc well the npp team on the ground in full force we'll get to hear from them also uh live here on news night now on joy 99.7 fm And welcome to Newsnight. We are live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM tonight. Minister for Lands and Tamale North MP trade words over Tamale Abuabo timber market lands. The people of Tamale expect that he appears in the house to, to ask that question. He was late and he was derelict and he disappointed his constituents. I am a responsible member of parliament. As early as 9 a.m., I was here. 
We have details as the minister says the MP is not serious about his responsibilities and should have been on the floor to ask questions if he had any. It is important that we find out the terms and agreements between the ministry and this private developer and the fate of the people who have lived on that land all these years. The idea is just to incite public disaffection towards the government and the party for political gains. That is all it is. Also tonight's licensure exams is to sieve out persons who do not have the competence to be in the classroom teaching. National Teaching Council justifies exams in spite of the massive reset failures. So instead of the essay, he wrote the name of the prophet. Some of us would write, please help me. <laughs> please help me. And they will provide the article. I, I, I hope they don't add money to their schools. <laughs> We hear from some students also who are divided on whether the exams is fair, is a fair way to assess their competence. Also, Vice President Baumia shuns official vehicles, joins campaign team in a bus. A surprising move amid controversies and incumbency abuse allegations. But what has really informed this decision? This is a private campaign of the vice president. And so he doesn't want to abuse the incumbency. So he decided that for this private political campaign, he's not going to use state resources. We hear from the team as they dispel assertions that the decision is populist just to court public attention. In business, manufacturing firms want government to use the media budget review to speed up work on stalled infrastructure projects. And in sports, Black Meteors intensify preparation for Afghan under 23 with emphatic victory over Egyptian giant Zamalek. And if you're averse or simply have a thing against the use of public toilets, listen up. The Accra Metropolitan Assembly start to, it's going to set, it's set to start rating these facilities from one star to five stars. On public toilet operators that if you operate a public toilet, you must operate your toilet within a particular standard. And that is the standard we want it to come to being. So you can see now we are doing the star rating public toilet operators. That's coming up in our Clean Ghana campaign. And we have National Science and Mass Quiz, Tears of Joy, as Tolon SHS moves from a negative five-point score to make their first-time appearance at the nationals level. Very, very grateful. I'm might excited. And I want to say a very, very big thank you to Tolens in High School for what they have contributed into my life. <laughs> wow. We have that and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. Do well to join us with your thoughts and comments on our social media platforms. Also on WhatsApp, 55 I am MFR Pau. And my name is Evans Manson. Details after a short break. Brother Bernard, Brother Bernard, yes. Onia, this morning I'm very hungry. Please, let's go and buy gobe. This time, I want her to add small salad, really? small talia, and soft cocoa. Especially made for me. Pear, you know how I like to customize my food. Hey, because of what? You think say you buy Vodafone made for me bundle offers? Star 530 hash is the code to get the best value offers. Made just for you. For as low as one Ghana CD. Hey. Brother Bernard, so you've been hiding Vodafone made for me bundles from me? Oh, just dial Star 530 Feel special with the Vodafone Made For Me bundle offers. Get unbeatable best value offers from voice, data, or voice plus data bundles made just for you. Dial star 530 hash. Subscribe to Vodafone Made For Me bundle offers or download my Vodafone app today. Vodafone, further together. Wouldn't you prefer an apartment hotel? One that offers the utmost convenience of a boutique hotel while offering the idyllic comfort of your own private home. Oasis Park Residences offers luxury studios, one, two, and three bedrooms, both for short and long-term rental at competitive rates. 
are Sky Swimming Pool, Gourmet Outdoor Restaurant, and a fully equipped gym rest on a breathtaking rooftop with panoramic views of the city. Oasis Park Residences, located at Shiashi Tetekwashi, 10 minutes from the International Airport, is the ideal place for all your accommodation needs. Why don't you give us a call on 020-4343-009 or visit our website at oasisparkresidences.com to make your reservations. Oasis Park Residences, more than a home. My name is Nanama McBrown. Many people think I get what I want anytime because I am popular. <laughs> no, that is not true. It is because me and Kasano, I like the best. And when I find it, I stick to it. I have found Bell Pack Tea Roll and I'm stuck with it. It is soft but not weak, strong but not hard. It is just perfect. Bell Pack Tea Roll is smooth and gentle on the skin. Same as Bell Pack Kitchen Towel. It cleans in one wipe. You can soak, squeeze, and clean again. One Bell Pack Kitchen Towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to Bell Pack today and experience the perfect paper tissue. Say pocket tissue, table napkins, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell Pack is simply the best. Bell Pack just perfect. To be a Bell Pack distributor, call 055 Another quality product from Bell Aqua. For Pepsodent, smiles are one of the most important things we have. The problem is, globally, one in two children suffer from cavities. Pepsodent, with maximum cavity protection, helps to prevent the formation of cavities. Pepsodent, because every smile matters. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. You're welcome back to Newsnight. We start off with a war of words between the Minister of Lands and Natural Resources, Samuel Abujinapo, and Tamale North MP Alhassane Suheni over the status of the Tamale Abuabu timber market. Well, the Tamale North MP had a question in his name seeking to find out if the land in question had been sold to a private developer was, but was not on the floor when the question was asked with the Lands Minister accusing the MP of being derelict. Well, um, my colleague, um, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent, Kwikwa Sante, um, has joined us on the line with all the details in this particular story. So, Kweku, let's talk about the background and what actually prompted the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources to accuse the MP of not being serious with his duties as an MP. So, for when the question was called, Alassane Suhini was not around to ask the question. He said he was in some committee meeting doing other parliamentary business. The question was asked on his behalf by the majority, minority chief whip. He came in later trying to ask some follow-up questions. The speaker did not allow him. So he came out, organized a news conference, and spoke about the key issues that he thought the minister should have responded. But when the minister came in to also respond later at the press conference, he was not so happy with the processes and the procedure that had been adopted by the, by, by the Tamale North MP and had some really strong words for him. If I come to the house to pose a question about the people of Damango, that should take priority over any and everything. He's a member of parliament for Tamale North. And by all intents and purposes, this is supposed to be a major issue for him. And he claims a major issue for the people of Tamale. And if he poses a question of that nature, the people of Tamale expect that he appears in the house to answer, to, 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 to ask that question. He did not appear in that house. He was late. 
and he was derelict and he disappointed his constituents and that is the point i make the second point the second point about transparency i am prepared to publish the entire file i am prepared to publish the to publish the entire file relating to this matter i'm prepared to publish the entire file as i said i inherited it i did not execute the lease and the broader issue of government redevelopment is not my policy it's a policy which was enacted under president rawlings and there was a swift response from the Tamale North MP. Tell us about it. So Suhini, who had just finished addressing the press and had left, heard about the minister's officials on him. He came back and accused the minister of peddling in propaganda, insisting that he was actually in, on, in parliament since 9 a.m. and had to do other parliamentary business. That was why he was on the floor. And at 10, at 9 a.m., the Environment Committee was in a meeting with the Environmental Protection Agency. And it is listed. You can check the meeting. And at about 10, the Speaker of Parliament was not in. And at the committee rooms, you all know that there's no TV to monitor to know if the Speaker has come in. So at that meeting, I got engaged with the EPA and I lost track of time. And that is how come I wasn't on the floor. But I am a responsible member of Parliament and I was doing my responsibility as the people's representative as early as 9 a.m., I was here participating at the Environment Committee meeting. So let the minister engage in all the propaganda he wants to engage in and all the attempts to make me look irresponsible and bad. But the facts remain that the minister, and you can all check, Google it right now. Tamalilan's commission denies the sale of timber market. Google it. If he's saying the Lands Commission has never denied the sale, denied that they are selling, you know, that land, the reports are there. The press conference was organized, May 2021. So, Kweku, let's talk about the substantive issue about this particular Tamale Abuabu land. What exactly were the claims of the Tamale North MP? We've heard him make reference uh, to the fact that it was sold earlier, amongst others. So, what really were the substantive issues? I mean, Fasuhini says the Northern Region Land Commission had actually organized a news conference and in time past denied that they were selling the Tamale Abuabo timber market land to some private developers. So he sought to find out from the minister what, what the actual state of the project was and the land. He came in, asked the minister if the land had been sold, and this was exactly what his concerns were. The Northern Regional Lands Commission held a press conference last year, I mean 2021 May, to assure the people of Tamale that that piece of land had not been sold to a private developer. Is it not therefore shocking that in answer to the question, the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources states on page 10 that Mr. Speaker, as part of the redevelopment scheme by a lease dated 15 December 2020, but taking effect from 29th August 2020. You don't even know what that means. If a lease is dated 15th December 2020, how does it take effect on 29th August 2020? How, what does this say about that press conference that was held in 2021 by the Regional Lands Commission to assure the people that nothing was happening to that land and that that land had not been sold? Clearly, there is something that is not right with the narrations that we are getting from the minister and also from the Regional Lands Commission. 
the men and women who have been trading at the timber market and how their faith is in a balance without any sensitivity towards their livelihoods. As a result of this conflicting report from the Regional Com Lands Commission and from the Minister, it is important that we find out the terms and agreements, the memorandum of understanding, the details of it that exists between the ministry and this private developer and the fate of the people who have lived on that land all these years. So briefly, Kweku, I'm sure the minister responded directly to this particular concern. And if the minister says there's no contradiction in the responses he gave on the floor and the responses that the, the Lands Commission in the Northern Region have been given, and that indeed the land has now been leased to a private developer as part of government's bigger vision to redevelop sex species in the country, and that persons who are affected will actually get compensation. And, and forgive me and excuse me if I'm a bit harsh, but I have to say it. But very characteristic of him and his lot. The idea is just to incite public disaffection towards the government and the party for political gains. That is all it is. Redevelopment began as far back as President Rawlings' government. As I said on the floor of parliament, this particular subject is a matter I inherited. The lease in favor of this private developer was executed on 15 December 2020 and was to take effect on 29th August 2020. The claim by the Honorable Member of Parliament for Tamale North that the Lands Commission in Tamale has given out a statement which contradicts the statement I've given is false. It's false. And I should say it's irresponsible for a Member of Parliament to peddle such falsehood because the truth is that the records I gave to Parliament are records which are before the Regional Lands Office of Tamale. And the Lands Commission, by the dictates of our national constitution, are the sole repository of records when it comes to land. Matters relating. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. To the Tamale Timber Abuabu Market are beyond and above reproach. The records are there for all of us to appreciate. It forms part of the broader scheme of government redevelopment. The leases which were granted were granted before I assumed office, and the people who are authorized to grant leases in favor of private developers are the Lands Commission acting in the name of the president, and that is what happened on the 29th August 2020. As I said, again, the claim that there are permanent structures and is going to affect individuals and is insensitive, that also is another palpable falsehood. There are no permanent structures there, and indeed they will be compensated, they will be catered for, we are going to be sensitive to them, and the development is rather going to benefit the people of Tamale, on the contrary. That's the Lands and Natural Resources Minister Samuel Abujinapo and my colleague Martina Bugri, um, our Northern Regional Correspondent, is all over this particular um, Tamale Abuabu timber market issue for us. We'll turn our attention to some other stories now. If I let's stay in Parliament, mm-hmm. um, I need to ask you a question though. If I ask you to choose between forgiving or forgetting, mm-hmm. assuming somebody had wronged you, which will you choose? Both are difficult, but I'll forgive, but I can't forget. You will forgive, mm-hmm. but you can't forget. No. Well, I want you to listen to the former minority chief whip and who also happens to be the MP for Asawase, Muntaka Mubarak, who says he's now focusing on trying to forget the pain he endured mm. due to the plot to unseat him as MP mm-hmm. and the conspiracy to depose him as minority chief whip instead of trying to forgive those who plotted against him. So mm. his focus now is, is forgetting. But as for forgiving, uh, that's a whole different conversation. You know mm. he was removed as minority chief whip and then shortly after he complained about a plot to cause his defeat in the party's primaries. Well, he has opened up about the experience in a yet-to-be-aired interview on PM Express later tonight. So you remember when the tension was on, the Council of Elders came in, His Excellency the President, uh, former President Jomama steps in, and uh, moved myself, Haruna and Aveji, said, look, what is it? It is not a bona fide thing. It is just about the method. I mean, you've got the opportunity to serve. Remember before you served, others were there. Mm. Now you've got the opportunity to say, yes, the method, everybody saw it to be cruel. I mean, it was like a coup d'etat. But that notwithstanding, you cannot carry on a fight unless you want to destroy the party that you have spent all your youthful aid in. So we'll put all those things behind us. And obviously, I mean, the new crop of leaders are individuals that were working with us. They were our subordinates. And I would call them, uh, everybody would say they were virtually like my boys. I mean, remember the new leader who was the ranking on finance who was working very closely with me as chief whip. The chief whip was the ranking on the roads, was working very closely with me. The deputy leader, new deputy leader, was also the uh, ranking on trade. They were all working very closely with me. If these are persons that have helped us uh, to succeed in one way or the other, 
if for whatever reason, uh, by default, or whatever reason they now are serving into the new leadership, it is our responsibility to support them. I mean, despite all that, because believe me, I spent all my youthful age in this house, and I should be the last one to destroy uh, the, the party or the, the legacy that we have set. So we have put those things behind us, and we are working with them, doing the best that we can to support them, to make sure that at least the caucus succeeds. And then, coincidentally, shortly after you cease to be Majority Chief Whip, then comes the primary in your yeah. constituency that also threw up a significant challenge. Yeah. It almost say from from your removal as majority chief whip to the primaries, everything was stuck up against you. Yeah. Um, one to get, of course, you lost your place as majority, and then possibly to lose your seat yeah. as well. Have you recovered from that, the primaries? Obviously, because, I mean, you see, I have gone through primaries. I've contested uh, five times, and this is the, the seat time I began an attempt, mm -hmm. and I've gone through primaries. This will be the fourth. So it is not new to me. It is only on two occasions that I didn't go for primaries. Once people don't wish you to have something and God gives you, why do you have to go back fighting? Mm -hmm. You let go. So that's my style. I mean, I'm putting all those things behind me because, believe me, I mean, it was very painful. I mean, you ask yourself all this sacrifice, all this time and energy, the enthusiasm that you have put in, all the things that you have done. Why will this happen to you? But it's happened. And by the grace of God, you survive it. Yeah. Remember, others couldn't. Uh, remember when I, first, when I spoke to you shortly after the primary, something you said that stuck with me, that because of what happened and all the interference in your constituency, sometimes it's difficult to forgive, you said. Yeah. Have you forgiven now? Well, sometimes I tell people that issue of forgiveness doesn't really come. What you need to do is to try to forget. So, fair to say you haven't forgiven, but you've tried no, to forget. No, I'm saying that you, you try to put it behind you. Because some of it, I must admit, they were done in a very clandestine way. So, one, some you are suspicious of, oh, it's Evans. It is not Evans. Mm. I get it. Mm. So, who do you demand apology from and then who do you forgive? So who do you demand an apology from and who do you forgive? Because some of the people who conspired against him, you still don't know them, but he doesn't trust a lot of people. Hmm. Sometimes you don't have to know who offends you, but at least you just forgive. But it's just the forgetting that will be difficult. But in his case, he's trying to forget, but he won't forgive. After the forgiveness, That's it's strange. a whole different conversation. Yeah, he, But he explains why in detail. If you listen uh, to him in full on PM Express, you get a full picture and why he's struggling uh, with, with the forgiveness part, but the forgetting part he wants to move on mm. um, with that. But it also talks a lot about James Atchukwesing, but his own political ambition is going forward. And I thought that was fascinating indeed. Oh. Um, you want to find out on PM Express later tonight at 9 p.m. He's going to be also on our many social media platforms. His first proper sit-down since those yes. two incidents happened. He Once he was uh, he was deposed as minority he chief whip and then um, had a tough time in the primaries and he was very, very unhappy about it. In fact, on PM Express, he had said to me shortly after the primaries, that it will be difficult to forgive him. So that's why I asked him that question. So even at the level, at the Aswansi level, forgiveness is it was out. A diff I asked him that at the national yeah. level also. I was just trying to remind him that interview that it was a bit difficult for some of them to forgive. So I, he's had some time now. 
uh, to think about it again, you know, has he come to the place where he can forgive you? And he says, well, I'm trying to forget, but forgiving is difficult. But some of the people who plotted against him, he doesn't know them. So how do you... He doesn't have any ideas at all. I'm sure you put that to him. But don't don't tell us more. I'm sure that... Catch the full interview at uh, 9 p.m. at Muntaka Mubarak. Always fascinating talking uh, to him indeed. Still listen to Newsnight. He's on Joy. 99.7 FM. We focus on education now and the National Teaching Council insists it is sieving out persons who do not have the competence to be in the classroom with its licensure exams. It says persons who failed the numeracy, literacy and professional knowledge based assessment are not fit to get a license to be in the classroom. So close to 8,000 prospective teachers resat the latest exams and only 1,002 177 passed and 6,451 we're told failed. It looks like I'm feeling my numeracy already. Well, the National Association of Graduate Teachers and the Minority have in the past kicked against the exams with the latest figures renewing the calls. But the National Teaching Council says it is the way forward to improve Ghana's education. We'll get to hear from them, the whole perspective on this matter. But first, Maxwell Agoba joins us in the studio with a report on the May 2023 Ghana Teacher Line Center Examination report on literacy. Do you know that Maxwell was a teacher? Once a teacher? Once a teacher, always a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> a teaching assistant. I wonder if he would have passed assistant the assistant. Are they going to international schools? We are sorry. <laughs> we are very sorry. But <laughs> let's talk about uh, the numeracy, literacy. I'm sure it's an area that you know very well and professional yeah. knowledge. What was the structure of this paper first? So part A had multiple choice questions and then part two um, had section one which was comprehension and then part two, which was um, composition writing. Okay. And uh, let me move on to... So we are told that the on the topics. whole, the candidates perform abysmally exactly. in the sections of the literacy paper. Exactly. I mean, we... the prospective teachers or teachers who went to sit the licensure exams. Okay. Teachers who went to sit, they resat the exams and they failed it. I yeah. see. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Topics they were tested on, um, conditional sentences, um, subject-verb agreement, mm. relative pronouns, question tags, order of adjectives, passive and active voice, reported speech, idiomatic expressions, mm. synonyms and antonyms, and then identifying errors in passages. And the conclusion on that, the assessment for that one, um, they said the candidate's performance in this section was terribly poor in this examination. of the candidates scored less than half of the marks with some scoring zero. Mm. Unlike the previous examinations, no candidate scored all the items in this section. And then it moves on to section two, Mm -hmm. that is part two, um, comprehension and composition writing. It says... um, On comprehension, the performance of the candidates in this year's comprehension was very bad. Only 35% of the candidates scored at least half of the total marks in this. And then on composition writing, in this section, the candidates were required to write an essay of 200 words on the, and they give the topic. As a head teacher, Mm -hmm. discuss two measures you put in place to improve academic work in your school. Um, the assessment of that was that most of the candidates could not write good essays. And then like in previous examinations, some of the candidates, we are told, did not write the essay at all. And let's be clear. Yeah. These are teachers. Pro- yeah. Some well, of them prospective, prospective teachers, teachers who want to get a license before they'll be employed. Yeah. Before they'll be employed. Yeah. And, and, and before this, yeah. these teachers would have gone straight into the classroom. Exactly. 
I mean, they've they've written, they've gone to the school, they've yeah. passed, and now mm-hmm. before you go and lecture and go into classrooms, you have this. Exactly. And, and and that is why we've been hearing from the National Teaching Council today. They've been saying exactly that. In fact, they make the point that uh, because of this exams, teachers who are not competent, uh, if it had not been for this exam, yeah. teachers who uh, are not competent would have been in the classrooms. Listen to the Shanti Regional Director of the National Teaching Council. We are not pushing potential okay. teachers out of classroom. We are rather sieving out, pushing those who do not qualify to be in the classroom. So had not been these exams, you've seen the essays that they wrote. You've seen the kind of spellings that they wrote. So had not been these exams, these people would have found themselves in what? In classroom. So we are not pushing potential teachers out of our classroom. This one is those who have already failed already. If you ask some candidates, mm-hmm. they will tell you, ah, but this exam and they failed. Some candidates are even surprised that uh, their yeah, colleagues are not, uh, they do not pass this exam. So it is not examination that intends to push some people away, but rather to get the quality people in their classroom. And if so, they don't pass, it means they are not cut for teaching. They are not cut for teaching. <laughs> it's, it's not the reflection mm, of mm. performance of okay. Indian teachers. Right, okay. The Indian teachers are very good. Mm-hmm. We have those who pass this exam simply. Right, right. Only few people are not good. And if you are not good, mm. what should we entrust the future of Ghanaian children in your hands? Well, so that's the Ashanti Regional Director of the National Teaching Council. He also says that sometimes some of the candidates resort to pleas when they are unable to answer what he describes as basic questions. One candidate, instead of writing the essay, wrote the name of a popular prophet in the script. <laughs> I, I don't know his orientation right. that if there's difficulty, just mention the name of, of your, your prophet oh. or, or just write. So instead of the essay, he wrote the name of the prophet. Some also write Please help me. <laughs> Please help me. And they will provide the hotel. I, I, I hope they don't add money to their schools. <laughs> Well, uh, the, the registrar himself of the National Teaching Council, Christian Adepoku, says with the licensure exams, the quality of teaching will improve. He's been speaking to Samuel Kujabris. Anybody entering the teacher education institutions must have it at the back of his or her mind that there is another level of quality assurance. And therefore, going through the university education alone does not make you a teacher. But being able to also pass the professional, professional exam then makes you a qualified teacher to be able to teach and so they should prepare not only for university exams but also prepare well to meet national standards for teaching and that means the only way you can prove that you have met the standards will be to pass the licensure examination and those who have just um, um, who were not successful in the recent examination I would advise them that they should pursue it further study hard do extra classes in the areas of their weaknesses and see maybe the next one that they are taking in November, they may be successful. If they are not successful in November, then if you are a diploma candidate, you may have to go and do a degree and come back to write. If you are a degree holder, you will have the opportunity to enter the new dispensation in 2024. And that means maybe you might have had two of the three papers. But as you are moving to the new dispensation, you have to just send the two that you had and start afresh in the new dispensation, and probably you can become a good teacher. Okay. So what is this new dispensation, and how different is it from the current one? 
Okay. So the current one, we have three courses or the subjects that we write. We have numeracy, literacy, and essential professional skills. The new one, we are writing general pedagogy. That is a method of teaching and so on and so forth at the various level. So if you are a primary school teacher, you write your pedagogy in the primary school. If you are JHS, you write your pedagogy. If you are SHS, you write your pedagogy according to that. Because if an adult, you must learn the method of handling an adult. If the person is a teenager, if the person is a, an infant, you must know how to handle each of them. And that is the pedagogy. Then the reform is also bringing subject specialism. Subject specialism means that when you went to the university, you might, you might have specialized in, let's say, mathematics or geography. So we will test you in that content. Current one doesn't have that. So we will test you in that content because that is the content you are going to teach. In the teaching, there are two kinds of knowledge, two major types of knowledge. We have pedagogical knowledge and we have content knowledge. And so the new one is testing the two. The, the current one tests only the, the professional aspect. But the new one will test both the content and pedagogy. Then the third paper is a combination of the three that you are writing now. So essential professional skills, a little of that, a little of numeracy, a little of literacy put together as a general paper. That will be the third paper for them. So if you are weak in mathematics, in the general paper, you can do well in the essential professional skills and literacy. And then a little of the numeracy will see you going through. So that's the registrar of the National Teaching Council, Christian Adaipoku. And um, Agubah is still with us in the studio. Agubah is still mm. with us. And Agubah, you were talking about the report um, yeah. that came out uh, following the this Lancentia exams. Yeah. They also gave us samples exactly. of some of the uh, answers provided yeah. by the prospective teachers. And some of these teachers also, we have to establish, are also serving teachers who also yeah. wrote together license. We, we've, we've secured one of those answers it is mm. to an essay question yes. what's the question again so the question is as a head teacher discuss two measures you put in place to improve academic work in your school okay and um the assessment um after it was marked was that the teacher deviated the person deviated you know from the question and um they the script the answer they reproduce the answer so the script is actually here and it says application of head teacher that's the heading i'm reading verbatim application um of head teacher dear sir i am very happy to write you this letter the letter that writer is that meeting very body to most calm of the discuss the school program mm -hmm. um, my heart master measures that i am you that's some so this, you know, really see it. Yeah. this is what yeah. was marked. This, this is so what this was marked. Is what yeah. This prospective teacher wrote, or the servant, because we don't know exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, to be fair, if you read the letter, yeah. he addresses it to a particular school in the northern region. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you don't want to make the assumption that he is a He's teacher actually, there. Yeah. We read on. It says, "Mr. Hatmaster, measures that I'm you is that some people's not come to the meeting." The why writer you, Mr. Hat teacher. <laughs> Please, the action, Mr. Hat master. Thank you. And he was back zero. Yeah. So he got zero. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, so um, that's part of the report, actually. But let me bring in briefly 
the deputy ranking member of um, <laughs> Parliament's Education Committee. I beg your pardon. Clementa Park joins us on the line. So, listening to the justification for the exams and the investigation so far as to what may have accounted for the failures, do you still insist there's a problem that must be addressed? And on whose part, though? Well, MFR, let me say good evening to you and uh, Evans and, uh, and the rest of you. Uh, off the bat, I must indicate that uh, this is rather some very shocking outcome because you have about 8,000 uh, teachers writing an essential exam uh, with over 80% uh, failing. Uh, must be a serious cause uh, for worry and concern for Ghanaians uh, in general uh, and those of us who operate in the educational space in particular. Uh, a number of questions uh, arise from this uh, mass failure that uh, we are currently uh, discussing. Uh, is it the case that the uh, teachers uh, who have failed, whether they are taking the exam for the first, second, or third time, were never fit for purpose in terms of uh, training to become teachers? Uh, if that is the case, how did they survive the training uh, to obtain diplomas and, and degrees uh, in the area uh, of teaching? Could it be that the way the exam questions are formulated and administered uh, could have played uh, a role? Um, could it also be a matter to do with the, the marking scheme? Well, I think that this should be a wake-up call for those of us in the educational space. And I would speak to my colleagues in the leadership of the Parliamentary Subcommittee on Education to consider inviting the stakeholders for a sitting and, and a discussion for us to identify where the problem is, is coming from. Because don't forget that in all of this, we have also expended much scarce national resources to get these persons trained as teachers. And it is our hope that uh, they will be able to uh, render much needed services to the nation uh, by practicing their profession. So when they have gone through all the processes and they fail a licensure exam, uh, that is also a drain on the national press. It denies the nation of a much needed and hardly sought after uh, prof professional group. Yeah, I mean, but uh, Dr. Park, you admit, won't you, that it's better to, even after you spend the money on them, our taxpayers' money on them, to stop this teacher, for example, whose answer we just read out, from getting into the classroom and teaching your child or mine, than saying because you spend money on him or her, well, let him go in there so that we can recoup part of the money back. No, Evans, that's not the argument I am making. I mean, clearly, um, in every exam, it is the case that some people would not make it for all kinds of reasons. Some may not just be fit for purpose, as in the case that uh, you have cited, that uh, uh, Maxwell just tried with all difficulty uh, to read, but to have 80% failing, 
failed. Certainly something is wrong somewhere. Look, um, I had the administrator of the uh, NTC, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Ade. Uh, there are issues, general issues about uh, uh, quality. Uh, and he would admit that, in fact, the last time that, you know, he appeared as, as part of uh, heads of agencies before the Parliamentary Subcommittee on Education to justify their budget for the current year, they had even proposed that Parliament grants them approval for some 7 million Ghana cities to institute an entrance exam into training colleges. So that in itself told people like me that, that there are some serious uh, challenges. So what I'm saying is this. Let's use this as the segue, or if you like, the springboard, to bring all the stakeholders into one space and take a critical look about how we train our teachers from the very beginning to when they even write the licensure exam so that we can address the issues uh, to ensure that we get value for money. I am not by any way suggesting that if a teacher, uh, purportedly so, cannot even write a simple sentence, cannot even spell headmaster, should be given permission to go and teach our awards in the classroom. Mm. Certainly not. Dr. Clementa Park, thank you very much. And he's a member on the uh, Education Committee in Parliament. And, and sincere apologies uh, for our inability to hold ourselves um, when we, we read out that uh, answer from one of the prospective teachers. And many of you have joined us with your thoughts uh, on what you've heard. It's such a, a serious matter that many of you are, are concerned because your, your children are in school. Before the Lancentia exams, you need to ask yourself what was happening. What was happening? Um, you know, where, where, how did the system pick up some of the challenges that we've just illustrated? And for what are people saying? Messages flooding our timelines, and this one says NTC must be investigated thoroughly. The answer script in circulation is fictitious, just to cover up. Let them provide the name and details of the candidate. That's Prof. Tema. Uh, that's Professor in Tema. Um, you know, doubting that particular letter in the report put out by the, uh, you know, national. Um, <laughs> That's the NTC. And then this one, a protocol admission produced this kind of results from the colleges of education. And then also this one says, so the English speaking can tell that the system is not the best. And we have more of your messages. And this one also says, uh, don't be surprised that the politicians can fill people in order to employ their own persons. Ask them why. Uh, is it that up to now, the promotion exams that we wrote since March is yet to be released? Kuma from Suga um, sends that one in. And then this one also says, uh, the so-called sandwich program are damaging the education system. How can a teacher write this and expect to pass? Decentralization of learning centers have to be blamed. Chiefs and community leaders are having hands in who passes and who should not be passed. And that's... Um, some messages there. And this one also says um, the former deputy minority chief whip, what he has said is totally true. Uh, Senna is talking about Mutaka Mubarak's um, interview that we're yet to air. And this one also says A. Is this what no, a teacher wrote? A. Is this what a teacher wrote? That's from Yayua. And this one from Kofi Seidu says, those teachers who wrote the licensure exams this year are the product of free SHS. Uh, interesting. And this one from Prince Henry Kofuridia says, my 
message okay so it's way down there i push it my only message to the supposed field teachers and those who are yet to write the licensure examination is they shouldn't lose hope and okay and then uh, what's the basic um, school teachers need are textbooks motivation and supervision not licensure exams and he has a bible quote at the bottom uh, for them and then also if the set teachers did not pass the licensure exams then how did they pass at the university i think they should rather tackle it at the university level lambong from borgatanga mm. many more of your messages please keep them coming in so listen to news tonight on joy 99.7 fm and georgia face here uh, with more from the world of uh, business and, and i need to share this experience where i went to saito i went to government school mm-hmm. somewhere in the braca and we had an english teacher um in the school who each time you walk in and you speak vernacular he will shout out to you to speak english but he would do so in P. Right? So you go to school, she catches you speaking uh, vernacular, and the first thing she says is, you know, and she's trying to teach you and instruct you to speak English, but she's doing so in P. But that is just an example of what is happening, and this is what is designed to try and, you know, catch that early. Uh, George, you went to a you know, <laughs> fabulous school and you were MFR power, so you have no idea what oh, I'm talking about. N- n- not necessarily, but I think that whilst you want to blame some of these individual, also individuals, also there's a systemic thing we need to look at. In certain schools, if you have, or even universities, where you have t- more than 10% of your students failing, then it could be the lecture, the teacher, the, the teaching modules, the system. So I don't think that you want to reduce this thing to individuals or protocol. Or, but if you have this 80% of persons failing, then it has to be a systemic issue that we need to look at and address mm-hmm. and not pin it down to someone not being good or somebody was passed because he went through a protocol system. And we think we have to look at the whole system and look at what we can do about that one events. Mm-hmm. Well, coming up in business, manufacturing firms want government to use mid-year budget review to speed up work on stored infrastructure projects to aid productivity and economic recovery. And economist Dr. Sam Mensah downplays any negative impact on Ghana's relationship with rating agencies following President Akufo's comment about their work. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Live and Ghana pay. Isn't life wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled? Hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Or an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. 
And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627792. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Have you noticed that Ghana has suffered lack of attendance at stadia across the country in recent years? Well, the multimedia group wants to be part of the solution, which is why we're calling on you, our dear listener, to help us. Our sister station in Shira FM in Kumasi has been on a nationwide campaign to identify factors influencing poor patronage of Ghana Premier League matches. This campaign has been widely discussed on traditional and social media since the beginning of the year. And after widespread stakeholder engagement, we have a list of questions in a survey that will help us come out with a communique based on science and data. And we need you to assist by completing this survey. The link to the survey is bit.ly forward slash fillgpl questionnaire. Once again, bit.ly forward slash fillgpl questionnaire. Please help Insura FM and the Multimedia Group complete the survey in order to have a scientific response to this national problem. Welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, manufacturing firms in the country want government to use the media review of budget estimates to speed up work on stored infrastructure projects. Finance Minister Ken Ofriata is expected to review the estimates in the 2023 budget before the end of next month. Chief Executive of the Association of Ghana Industries, Sir Chumakabwa, tells Joy Business these sectors need some attention to aid productivity in the country. During the Barco runabout in Tema yeah. and Tamawa refinery and beyond, very terrible road. Some work started today has come to a halt. That's a typical industrial area you don't want to leave even for a day. But unfortunately, it's come to a halt. And for several others, so those ones that is linked directly to your production, we have to get it fixed. And then uh, when it comes to uh, support for industry, there are several areas that we expect a lot more funds to be pushed. Export, for example, is key at this time. We have the one district, one factory. Mm. Government is talking of industrialization. Everybody's acknowledging that. And we speak for industries. Therefore, we have to hammer that. Today, we've just started establishing export trade houses. We need resources to be able to do that. So we are very keen on monitoring the budget and i think that if we get it right it will help gradually improve the situation bear in mind that the the private sector is also still waiting so the direction which we would get from the midterm budget review we inform 
a lot of investment decisions. If we get it right, the investment will come. Sechuma Kabwa is the chief executive of the Association of Ghana Industries. Meanwhile, some have argued that due to the current economic challenges in the IMF program, there is a likelihood that there will be a total review of the 2023 budget. Others have argued that government could look at the supplementary budget presentation by the finance minister. Financial economist Dr. Sam Mensah is downplaying any negative impact on Ghana's relations with the international rating agencies. It's coming after President Akufuado in his recent comments described their past verdicts on the agency about Ghana as reckless during the COVID-19 period. But Dr. Sam Mensah tells Joy Business these institutions are very professional even though they are contracted by government to do these assessments. I think the rating agencies will continue to do their work, and their work is to certify the, the, the credit quality of an issue coming to the market. In many countries, including the United, United States, the United States got downgraded in 2011, and the UK got downgraded, I believe, in 2023 by you know, S&P. So mm-hmm. they will continue to do their work. I don't think uh, they will be deterred by any such comment. Financial economist and executive chairman of SEM Group, Dr. Sam Mensa. Now, managing director of Zenith Bank Ghana, Henry Owojibo, is optimistic of the banking sector picking up strongly post-COVID-19. The Zenith Bank boss was speaking to Joy Business after the bank undertook a health walk through the principal streets of a crisis. Said the work is to provide them an opportunity with some key stakeholders in the banking sector deliberate on customers' needs post the COVID-19 pandemic. 2019 was the last time we had a health work and people have passed through a lot. We know what COVID brought into the global environment. And uh, after that, the economic uh, turmoil just came in. People are passing through so much stress. We believe that is a time for us to shake off the those weights, for people to actually put off so much of those stress. And that's what we intended to achieve. And I'm very happy you can see the mammoth crowd. Everybody bought in. Everybody appreciated it. Customers bought into it. Our staff bought into it. Our board bought into it. And even other banks. Managing Director of Zenith Bank Ghana, Henry Ouzu. Consumer Protection Agency has vowed to ensure that the consumer bill is passed before the end of this year. The agency argues that customers have been shortchanged for far too long, hence the need to speed up the process for the smooth passage of the bill to protect and ensure the safety of consumers in the country. Chief Executive of the agency, Kofi Kapitu, spoke to Joy Business at the Consumer Forum on the passage of the bill. Bill is in the bosom of the Ministry of Trade. It's the Trade Ministry that should facilitate this. The Attorney General will only put the law together and then Parliament will debate on it and pass. So we have to start from the Ministry of Trade. Yes, we have engaged them. Like I said, the caretaker minister even was in Parliament with, to promote the passage of the bill. If you have a minister on the floor of Parliament saying that it, it gives you hope that it's very possible that the bill will be passed. If the law is good for us, we should ask them how come they are not uh, pushing for the bill to pass. So basically, hopefully uh, before the end of the year, but I'm hoping that even if it's next year, it can be one of the bills. Chief Executive of the Consumer Protection Agency, Kofi Capito. 
Now, Ghana and other of some African countries were able to build some resilience against the negative impact of COVID-19 on the global economy. Now, this was captured in the Afri Exam 2023 Africa Trade Report. There was a lease in Accra today. The report showed that Ghana and some other African countries were able to build some strong resilience to moderately grow the economies compared to other developed economies around the world. Chief Economist at AFRIESM, Dr. Hippofoko, has also been giving us more details about this report. What is quite interesting is that under that challenging global environment accelerations, we actually saw growth resilience within the African continent with really African growth expanding by African GDP, expanding by almost 4%, way above the world average of 3.4%. In the threat space, there was sharp deceleration from 10% growth last year to just about 2.7% in 2022. But in the African contest, we saw, on the other hand, quite an expansion of African trade growing by more than 20% last year, unlike global trade. The report showed that the value of intra-Africa trade reached $193 billion, growing by over 18% for last year. So the stock market, Carbank, was the only gainer at the end of trading on the Ghana Stock Exchange. It was up by 3 pesos and is now worth 59 pesos. And that's all for business on Newsnight. Thank you very much, George. And Ms. Bao is here with sports. Well, yeah, events were ahead of the uh, first game at the under-23 AFCON on Sunday, June 25. Against Congo, the Black Meteors intensified preparation with an emphatic 4-1 victory over Egyptian giant Zamalek in a friendly in Cairo. It was the team's second friendly game after drawing 1-1 against Egypt under-23, who are the reigning champions. My colleague Lawrence Beidou has the full report on that game. Ibrahim Tanko's boys faced the Egyptian Premier League side less than a week after playing out a 1-1 draw against the Ferus. Emmanuel Yeboah handed Ghana a dream start to the game after scoring in the opening 10 minutes of the fixture at the Zamalek Sports Complex. The home team grabbed the equalizer in the 16th minute to cut short to the Ghanaian celebrations. The Cluj forward struck once again 9 minutes after the equalizer to restore Ghana's lead before completing his hat-trick in the 41st minute. Ghana's fourth goal of the game came through Godwin Bento to give the Black Meteors a three-goal lead. Salford United goalkeeper Jordan Emisa made a stunning save just before the break, saving from the penalty spot to keep the score at 4-1. No goals were recorded in the second 45 minutes of the clash as the Black Meteors finished their campaign in Egypt with an emphatic win. The team is set to leave for Morocco on June 21 before facing Congo in their opening game at the U23 AFCON on Sunday, June 25. Ghana is drawn in Group A alongside tournament host Morocco, Guinea and Congo. Lawrence Bedu with our report. And uh, even news coming in is that uh, former Black Stars captain Asamajan has officially retired from football and uh, released that in a statement. That's it for sports brought to you by Pepsodent Herbal and Chaco Pepsodent. Every smile matters. Well, we wish him well. You're still live here on News 90s on Joy 99.7 FM. MFI, you know that uh, in the lead up to this campaign that we've seen in the uh, both the uh, NPP and the NDs, one of the key conversations have been abuse of power and abuse of office. Well, the Vice President, Dr. Obama, who picked his forms and filed last week, Friday, is now beginning his campaign tours and he's decided to do something different on this. He's chosen to pack his official vehicles and join his campaign team in a bus as he embarks on a tour of various constituencies in the greater Accra region. Listen to uh, his spokesperson, Dr. Gideon Boako, who explained why. 
You know, in the first place, this is a this is a private campaign of the vice president, and so he doesn't want to abuse, uh, you know, abuse the incumbency. And so he decided that for this private political campaign, he's not going to use state resources. So he has his own vehicle, set of vehicles. And what is important is that. He could have, you know, afforded to use V8 or whatever. But he thinks that in order to to be frugal and also um, show that he's a leader that is prepared to, you know, put to proper use the resources that he has, he decided to go for this bus. So all the team members are in the bus. You go with the bus. And then when he finishes also, he uses the bus to go to wherever he wants to go to. Remember, even as he's operating as vice president, a couple of times he goes to so many places and he uses buses. Because um, we know that we are not in normal times. Things have happened to the global economy. People are not having life the way they're supposed to have. So as leaders, you must also show leadership and lead by example. So that's um, Dr. Gideon Buako, spokesperson to the Vice President, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Well, we have a report also in the Joint News Research has uncovered how agents of the opposition NDC took advantage of the NPP's broken promises to brand Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia as a liar. The investigation by the research desk established there were organic public sentiments that Dr. Baumia had broken many promises, but the NDC took advantage of it. The coordinated sharing of hashtag Baulaya tweets by 28 accounts using the copy-paste technique shows an aggressive move to exaggerate and entrench the liar narrative. There's more in this report. And that is why I am offering myself in all humility to contest in the primary of this phenomenal party. When Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia formally announced his decision to run for president, the hashtag Baulaya popped up in Ghana's Twitter trends. It was not the first time it had trended. As of March 2023, over 1,110 Twitter users had used it, created 24 million impressions, and reached over 5.69 million people. We identified Twitter user at Samijemfi underscore as the second most influential account in respect of the Baulaya trend. The top three tweets were by at Samijemfi underscore. The most popular tweet was at Samijemfi's reaction to Dr. Baumia's claim that Ghanaians could use the Ghana card as a travel document instead of a passport. The said tweet described Dr. Baumia to be allergic to the truth with lies being embedded in his DNA. It garnered 171 retweets and 727 likes. We also identified Twitter account with username at Anand Perry as the most influential account in respect of the hashtag Baulaya narrative. The account used the hashtag 97 times. At Anand Perry identifies himself as a youth activist of the opposition National Democratic Congress. The framing of the vice president as a liar appears to have gained some ground. Dr. Baumier's photos dominate the image tab upon a Google search for who is the biggest liar in Africa. This could be the result of Google bombing a technique where a website is pushed to rank highly for irrelevant or off-topic search terms by amassing lots of connection to it, similar to how Donald Trump was linked to the word idiot in 2018. And that's how we wrap up today's edition of Newsnight. Before we go, though, um, National Science and Mass Cuisine Tolon SHS has managed to pull some surprises. 
one of the contestants in tears. What is going through your mind at the moment? I'm very, very grateful. I'm mighty excited. And I want to say a very, very big thank you to Tony's in high school for what they have contributed into my life. Wow. Even though they've qualified, but... Move to chairs there. That's yeah. what we can do to you sometimes. And that's it for news night tonight. My name is Evans Mensah. I am MFA Power and the Geeks. I up next. What are we talking about, Spikey? So, you know, creatives are really undervalued when it comes to... Yeah, in our, yeah. In our sector. Graphic designers, videographers. Oh, okay. When people give them work to do, they're like, oh, just this one, you just click three times and yeah. then it has happened. Yeah. So we're going to talk to them about them. About what and they how do. people don't pay them how and all that. pay them what they deserve. They're like, you know? oh, you're just. Yeah, 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 just, just, just click, click, no, ah. anything will happen. Oh, just yeah. do this small thing for me. You don't know the thinking that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, it's not yeah. small. We we'll wait for that.